Buy a microphone. We're going to talk about some shit. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! And welcome to Nerds Collide, a podcast about all things geeky and possibly dorky. He is Justin. Hey. And I'm Travis. And together, just a couple of nerds. Just a couple nerds. Ringing in the new year. Yeah. What what, what day does this episode drop? Is it like the fourth? I, I don't know. It's two weeks I mean, from I, now. What's two weeks from now today? I guess we could look. It's it would be the second. Oh yeah, so right after the new year. Right after the new year. I got something I want to start with. It's it's been weighing on me. I've been thinking I've been thinking about it a lot lately. Yeah. At the end of Encanto. <laughs> I I don't know what I thought was gonna happen, but it wasn't that. <laughs> At the end of Encanto, when they're singing, Dolores sings, I knew he never left, I heard him every day. That's <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Something's not making sense. One plus one, it's not equal in two. So she heard Bruno, elected to not say anything. But in the movie, we see her hear that Mirabelle had found the vision and how eager she was to tell. What's going on here? Well, you know, we don't talk about Bruno. Am I... <laughs> That's probably the best answer to that question. Yeah, somebody in storyboarding said, uh, well, this doesn't make sense. Why didn't... If she knew... And they're like, we don't, we don't talk about Bruno. They're, they're like, if you want to keep your job, we don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> All right, sir. Sorry. That movie is really good. The animation is incredible. I don't really remember a lot about it from a plot perspective because I watched it back to back with a bunch of other movies. Yeah, didn't you didn't you watch Turning Red like the same day? Yeah. And so it just kind of like they're not they're not even remotely the same movie, but they just kind of Fused into one movie. Yeah. I'm, like, <laughs> now I'm just like, I don't know what either movie's about. Yeah, because the one, the one friend in Turning Red, like, that's Mirabelle. <laughs> it's Mirabelle. <laughs> like, it's the same person. Yeah, Encanto is about a, uh, a little... A little red panda who plays uh, acoustic guitar, Mexican folk music, and lives in a house with her magic family. And uh, <laughs> and she's looking for Ernesto Cruz. <laughs> yeah, because I also watch Coco at the same time, too. So it's just kind of like all those movies are like... I haven't seen that one yet. Coco's really, really good. Coco also is mostly the main char- the main child, like the little boy. The little boy just constantly saying, I'm looking for Mr. Cruz. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, he's looking for Mr. Cruz. You heard the man. Yeah, so I don't uh I don't think there's an answer to that question. Ernesto Cruz Coco. Actually, let's, let's... Yeah, it is. Ernesto de la Cruz. And that's how the little boy says it to the whole movie. See, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google search this right now. And we're, we're going to get a live, a live answer. Did Dolores actually hear... So this is, what, this is what Google says. Though Dolores seems to hear Bruno living behind the house's walls, there's a reason she doesn't speak up about it. Dolores' super hearing lets her in on all the secrets in the town, 
and she even admits in We Don't Talk About Bruno that she believes she hears Bruno in the walls of the magical casita. But that still doesn't make sense. Well, you know. Okay, so if we're to believe that, okay, so either either she's lying, which let, let let's explore that for a minute. Why would she lie? Because she's a goddamn liar. A no good goddamn lying sack of doo doo. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's gonna bother me. Sack of doo doo is a good. Uh, is good. <laughs> Ernesto de la Cruz. <laughs> so, if you've been paying attention, today's episode is all about the Airbud franchise. <laughs> <laughs> so start. <laughs> so starting with Airbud One, we find our hero, Bud. He, he like joins a circus. I I haven't watched Air Bud. I I have no idea. He was in a circus, I think. <laughs> That's why he's so good at basketball because he was in the circus. He was in a circus owned by an abusive clown, and he ran away. And then he started playing b ball with his homies, and then uh, his best friend yells at him. Go <laughs> get. Yeah, he was straight up yelling at that dog, man. Go! Oh! <laughs> I don't want you anymore! Airbud did, in fact, go and get. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the final Airbud movie. Airbud, go and get. <laughs> it's just the saddest movie you've ever seen. It's two hours of Airbud leaving. Two hours of Airbud and company reminiscing about the adventures that Airbud has had. So literally, you can just have flashbacks the entire movie to all his adventures in various sports, and then like twenty minutes of Airbud just leaving and sad. That sad Disney music playing, and then he and then he gone gets. <laughs> That's how you end the franchise. <laughs> I don't think there's been a new Airbud movie since 2013, by the way. I think I did look this up. The fact that there were any more made at all. <laughs> but the fact that they got the... How many did they get? Oh, my God. That's Too many. It spawned off into, like, Airbud... Air Buddies. How many Airbud movies are there? <laughs> there are 14. That's 14 too many, I tell you what. I like how there were only literally five movies with Airbud. And then all all the rest were about his little puppies. Like Air Buddies. Okay, so there yeah, so there's five main Airbud movies. Yeah, Airbud from 1997. <laughs> Airbud Golden Receiver. It came out one year later, by the way. Can we discuss how great of a title that is, though? Golden yeah. Receivers, like that—that's next level shit, right there. <laughs> they all have good titles, like World Pup instead of World yeah, Cup. Seventh Inning Fetch, Spikes Air, Back. Airbud, yeah. I mean, Airbud's got uh, yeah, top tier fu- top tier titles. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Then it's like Snow Buddies, Space, <laughs> space Buddies, buddies. Sp- man, Spooky Buddies. That's good. The Treasure for, Buddies. The Search for Santa Paws. <clears throat> Santa Paws 2, the Santa Pups. There's a character apparently in the franchise in the Buddies films called B-Dog. I don't know who B-Dog is, but I am intrigued. Damn, man. They they really took the ball and ran with it. They also replaced the dog a lot. Also, Air Buddy was played by... Or, sorry. Air Bud was played by Air Buddy in the first... Uh, in the first movie. And then four dogs had to play Buddy in the uh, 
in the se- in the sequel. Also, it says various golden retrievers. <laughs> just just a bu- just various ones, you know. All right, so let's talk about Airbud. I give about uh, I give about one bark out of like a hundred and eighty. <laughs> <laughs> We yeah, should one, one bark out of four hundred and twenty. <laughs> we we should actually we should we should watch the first one and do a deep dive on it. Let's talk about the uh the psychological implications of of Airbud and how abuse based trauma <laughs> forces one to join competitive sports. Yeah, man, let's do it. So anyway, what we're really talking about is, uh, (laughs) you know, it's the end of the year. Well, it's the start of the year, actually. Start of the year, you know, looking forward to the new year, reflecting on the years previous. We thought it'd be nice to uh, talk about our our top top media-related things. I probably could have worded that better, but yeah, we should have should have came up with a name for it. Top stuff, twenty twenty two. That's actually how I have it labeled in my phone. Top stuff. All right, let's roll with it. All right, yeah. So, just a uh, just a warning. I played. So we're recording this obviously before the new year, and so I still have time, but. I played 39 video games this year. So I need to I need to bump that up. I need to play one more before the end of the year so I can get that 40. Yeah, man, you just got to get you a little like, you know, what indie game takes like an hour or two to beat. That's actually what I've been doing recently. I played through something that was kind of long and then and ever since pat, then pat new ever, statistics. Ever since then I was like, I got to do some short I gotta do some shorties. <laughs> I can't. I don't have the emotional capacity to invest in in anything huge right now. Yeah, you gotta save. You gotta save up all that energy for the new Zelda game. I'm gonna go on record for this show and say that my plan for next year, 2023. Well, this year, now, when this episode comes out. Is I'm gonna take a week off work when that comes out, and I'm I'm just gonna play <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom. Damn, that's a that's a big commitment. I was telling my girlfriend about that, and she was like, "So I'm not gonna see you during this week where you're playing that." I'm like, "I don't know. You want to come over and watch me play Zelda?" Because you have so many switches, you could, you know, even if you have to. Well, you'll be playing docked, I imagine, so never mind. That doesn't really matter. But if you were playing handheld, you have so many switches where if one dies, you just pick up the other one, and you could literally play for 24-7. I'm, I'm going to put all mine on charge, <laughs> and then uh, when one dies, I'll just go and pick up the other one. I'll, I'll transfer over my save data. I've actually been playing my Switch Lite a little bit more, and it is... An adjustment going from the OLED back down to the light. I bet. I bet. I was like, ooh. I was like, ooh. Ooh. Ooh, this is a small boy. Yeah, the Switch Lite is still the only one I've had. Ooh, a little small boy. Yeah. I, I want to get an OLED, though. That is a goal for, uh, for 2023 is to get an OLED. And I would like to get one before Tears of the Kingdom comes out, actually. But we'll see if that works out. I imagine they'll probably have a uh, a themed switch, a themed OLED switch for. You know, I'm really not, I'm really not big on that. I, I like just having the the plain change, the stock version of any console. Really, never really been in, been big into the themed ones. It depends on what it is. I really like the Animal Crossing themed one. I almost went out when that came out. I almost went out and got that. 
the Animal Crossing theme switch. But good thing I didn't. They were still pretty hard to find, weren't they? Yeah. And then they were the only ones you could find for a while. I have the Uncharted 4 P- PlayStation 4. I forgot uh, what that one looks like. It's a little, it's a little blue boy. It's got a little uh, shadow outline of Nathan Drake. Um, it's it's I, cool. I've really wanted to go back and play Uncharted recently. You should do it. What are you doing? Those, ga- those games are really good. They're coming to PC. Well, or they already did at this point. Yeah, I might have to. You know, I'm on vacation this week. I should. I think I'm going to do that. Yeah, it's already out. came out of October 19th. You know what? When we get off this podcast, I'm going to go plug up my PS4. And, uh, you know, wait till, till Leia goes to bed. I'm just going to stay up all night and play Uncharted. Hell yeah. I don't know I don't know which one I'm going to play though. I've played Uncharted 1 and Uncharted 2. I've played those 3 times each. Uncharted Uncharted 3 I've played twice. I've only played Uncharted 4 the one time though, so I'm probably play Uncharted 4. That's probably the best one. No. It's still Uncharted 2 for me. I think Uncharted 4 is just a little bit better. It def- for me, it goes 4, 2, 1, 3. Yeah. 3 three's at the bottom. 3's not bad, though. But it's no, just... it's, it, it's not, but compared compared to, to the other ones, it, I gotta watch that movie. I gotta get over the fear and just watch it. Because I'm really curious about it. But I just, I don't want it to be bad. <laughs> Well, I still haven't even watched the trailers for the Last of Us series that HBO was coming out with. I haven't either. I watched, I watched the Game Awards, and they had uh, the voice actors who play Joel and Ellie, and the actors who play them in the television series present an award together. I did see that picture of them together. I was, I was like, that's cool, but. I'm still, I still haven't watched it. That game is, I don't know. You played part two, right? I have not played part two. Oh, man. You got to play part two. I've actually been thinking about going back and playing it, but it's just about getting the time, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because that game is long. (laughs) Yeah. It's still in the plastic. I still have it. I haven't opened it. Oh, nice. You should just leave it there. Because I'm, I'm just like, one day I'm going to play it, and that'll be, part of, that'll be part of the experience is opening the game. Yeah, and, may, yeah. Okay. That is a very good time, opening up the plastic off a new game. It's like, it's like one of them little things like you don't really pay attention to, but it, it's a good time. <sighs> anyway, we're talking about the best of... 2022 and this is not just things that came out in 2022 this is anything any media or entertainment that we consumed in the year 2022 yeah i usually do my list uh counting any media from previous years because i don't know i like to think that it is what if something if i played something in 2022 for example and it's one of my favorite games. Why should I deny it? Uh, why should I deny it from being on my top list? Because I did play it in 2022. I didn't experience it in the year that it came out. So I can't really logistically put it in. I mean, I could in terms of, you know, the year. Like if I played a game from 2004. It would still be one of my favorite games in 2004 in the spectrum of everything that released in 2004. But my experience with it is in 2022. So <clears throat> I feel like I should, that should count for something. And I think a lot, of, a lot of the times I'm not ready to play like new releases when they come out. Yeah, I get that. 
And some t- some things just hit different, you know, when you play them uh, past their release. I think you can really tell if a piece of media is good after you let it sit for a while and uh, come back and come back and play it for the first time, see if it holds up. And you have experience, like I'm using the example for 2004, uh, seeing if something from 2004 still holds up in 2022. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. So where do we want to start? So we just, I mean, we kind of already been talking about video games. Yeah, let's just start with that. So I technically have a top 10. <laughs> okay, so why don't, yeah, so why don't you uh, go ahead? Because <laughs> I only have like one or two that I played all year long. All right. Well, first of all, shout out to Pokemon Legends Arceus for the Nintendo Switch that actually did come out in 2022. That's my number 11. You know, it took it took the Pokemon franchise in a new direction. I really enjoyed it. And apparently they went right back to the original formula. So I'm not too eager to play Pokemon again. It did get me to play a new Pokemon title that wasn't a spinoff, like a mainline. I guess this is technically a spinoff, though. But it got me to play a Pokemon game that wasn't Pokemon Snap. <laughs> in uh. And before that, I only played... The last Pokemon game I played was Pokemon Diamond in 2007. So, this got me to play a Pokemon game. So, it's really good. It's... The mechanics... Mechanically, it's really good. From a narrative perspective and kind of performance, it's alright. Narrative being kind of... Alright is kind of pushing it for a narrative perspective. But... <laughs> But it's a Pokemon game, so I shouldn't expect anything like that. So, yeah. Then I got 10 is Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. Uh, The remakes of 1 and 2. I played it on Switch, and it runs really, really good. I actually owned it for PS4 and never played it. (laughs) And then it came out on uh, Switch, and I knew, I was like, I'll play it on Switch. And I did. That came out in 2020, so not too far. I've been meaning to play that. It didn't sit in my back catalog for that long. (laughs) Then I got, at nine, a Memoir Blue. Uh, It made me cry. It's only an hour and a half long, maybe even less, an hour long. Um, But yeah, that emotional experience definitely stuck with me, so... Uh, number eight, I got The Gardens Between, which is kind of similar to A Memoir Blue in that it's more narrative-based, not really focused on controls. This one is more so than A Memoir Blue, because a lot of the puzzles, you basically go through a level, and you're you're playing as two characters walking through this level, and you can rewind and fast-forward your movements in order to complete puzzles. It's really interesting. I liked it a lot. Uh, It came out in 2018. All right, then we got Toem, a photography-based video game where you play as a little character who goes around taking photos of things. I'll just say that. It's just a charming little title. I 100% completed it. That came out in 2021. So six is K's in the Wild Masks, which is a platformer similar in... Uh, similar to the Donkey Kong Country franchise, I really, really enjoyed this game. Some of the animation is kind of bad, <laughs> but it's also made by a small team, so I can't really fault them for it. Yeah, really good. I'm excited to see what this team makes in the future. That came out in town 21. Man, I haven't heard of a single game any of these games is Tony Hawk Pro Skater. <laughs> yeah, check them out, bud. Yeah, I got a, I got a, you know, I got to broaden my palette of video games. But I guess to do that, I got to actually play them. Yeah, <laughs> and I haven't been. I haven't been. I take my Switch to work with me every day and I never pull it out. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? 
don't know. Yeah, number five. Starting the number five. This is where we start to go back a little bit. All right, give it to me. My number five is Portal. <laughs> from 2007. Damn. Uh, this is the first time I've ever played it. To be fair, though, the Portal Companion Collection for Switch came out in 2022. So, you know, Portal is, Portal is great. I love the effect of going through a portal, like setting a portal, and then setting another one and seeing yourself in and out of each of them is just the coolest effect. A lot of really creative and unique puzzles that are really fun. That's a game where once you figure out a solution, you feel like the smartest person ever. <laughs> you're 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 very rewarded. You feel like you're the the best video game player that's ever existed. But yeah, 2007's Portal is my number five. All right. <laughs> number four, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga for the Game Boy Advance. <laughs> All right. The little game came out in 2003. <laughs> so we're going back. <laughs> I actually got this for Christmas in 2003 and played maybe three hours of it, and then just set it aside. I still have my original cartridge, so I played, that's how I played it this time. But yeah, I went through it. Just a, just a, just a joy to play. The RPG mechanics are awesome. Obviously, you play as Mario and Luigi. They have a system where you control one brother with the A button, Mario, and Luigi with the B button. You have to use those Use those buttons to attack and to dodge attacks. So there's kind of a learning curve when using the different buttons for different characters. But it also is kind of a, a reinforces the idea that you're playing as two brothers. And sometimes, you know, your brothers just do things that you don't want them to do. <laughs> <laughs> the plot is amazing. This game is absolutely hilarious. There's times when Mario and Luigi have interactions with each other and their voice samples when they talk <laughs> to each other are absolutely phenomenal. They'll be talking to each other and Mario's like, and then <laughs> Luigi's like, ah, but a bit. And then there's moments where you get separated from the two, like Mario and Luigi get separated. And then when you reunite, it just shows them hugging, and they're like, Luigi, Mario, and then they hug. <laughs> and every single time, I just went, aw, look at those two <laughs> brothers. So yeah, great game. One of the best Game Boy Advance games ever. That's a uh, that's Super Mario Brothers movie. That's another one. I, I haven't watched the trailer yet. The animation looks phenomenal. Everyone's up in arms about Chris Pratt as Mario. Which, like, they're justified a little bit. It's an odd choice, but, yeah. Jack Black is Bowser, though. <laughs> That's top tier right there. I'm not even a huge Jack Black fan, but based on the trailer, I was like, okay, you guys, that was a good casting decision. All right, we're on to number four, or sorry, number three. Number three is... <laughs> The Legend of Zelda Minish Cap, which came out in 2004 for the Game Boy Advance. Maybe the best 2D Zelda ever. The graphics, the sprite work are phenomenal. The dungeons are really cool. The mechanic of uh, becoming a, a little tiny link to <laughs> complete puzzles is really cool. Because the overall theme of the game is, uh, you know, kind of... It's you know it's about looking at something from a different perspective. So in that sense, the mechanic works really well. Just just another phenomenal title in the long list of phenomenal Zelda titles. All right, number two, Animal Crossing: New Horizons for the Nintendo Switch came out in 2020, so I'm a couple years late. But you know, it's better late than never. They say a game I. Played for about 280 hours, according to 
uh, Nintendo's website. <laughs> and just just a good time. I don't know if there's anything more I can say about Animal Crossing that hasn't been said, but you know, we've we've come a long way from Animal Crossing being your honorable mention in episode 1. <laughs> It's my, it was my honorable mention when ranking all Switch games, but this year it's number two. Yeah, I mean, still, the way you speak about it, <laughs> <it's> com- <laughs> you ch- you've changed your tone entirely. <laughs> it's a really good game. It um, is. I adore it. I, I had my time with it this year as well. It was nice to get back into it. So I'm out of my Animal Crossing phase for now, but I'm sure it'll come back. And then my number one video game for 2022 is a little game called Kirby and the Forgotten Land, which actually did come out this year. Starts off starts off very casually, lets you get used to the world, isn't a chore to play, and then before you know it, you're battling demons. So <laughs> yeah, I yeah. still gotta I still gotta get that one. Just a joy to play from all mechanics. The controls, the power-ups, visually stunning, easily the best Kirby game ever. So a 2022 game did top my list. Let the record show that. No, majority of your list was recent stuff, so. Well, I don't have a top 10, because I don't think I played 10 games this year. I don't think I played five. Yeah, it's just been a slow year for me. <laughs> I haven't gotten very much done, very much gaming done. <laughs> um, so I have a top three, I guess. My three what favorite, is it? three favorite games I played this year. Uh, for number three, I have Animal Crossing. Hell yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what triggered me to pick it back up again earlier this year. I think it was us talking about it one episode but yeah i picked it back up and completely redesigned my island spent like 100 hours on it over the course of a few weeks and then just stopped <laughs> abruptly <laughs> that's usually how it goes just stopped um but yeah so that's my number three and my number two is uh little nightmares nice yeah i adored this game played it Right around Halloween. I think I played it in September. But platforming is really great. And yeah, I got picked it up on sale. Um, cause I actually played the demo for Little Nightmares 2 first. Oh yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, this is pretty interesting. And then I seen the original was on sale. But yeah, it, it's really good. I did start the... um. Was it the kid story? Yeah, the, the DLC. DLC. Yeah, I did start it, but I haven't been back to finish it because, you know, I don't know. It started getting to a point where it was starting to get repetitive. That's right. Why I switch it up. But I'm sure I'll be back. And then, uh, yeah, so my number one is Bowser's Fury. Damn. The only Mario game that I've 100%ed. I'll wear that as a badge of honor. I'm still uh I'm still a little wounded from earlier this year when I couldn't finish <laughs> Super Mario 64. I'm still a little defeated about that. But uh maybe yeah, maybe I'm... a goal for 2023. Be... No. No, <laughs> never. No, maybe give me another year. I'll be back. <laughs> but yeah, Bowser's Fury is just wonderful. It as much as I loved how Odyssey was, I think I think that Bowser's Fury should be the blueprint moving forward for 3D Mario games. Oh, nice. J- just take Bowser's Fury but put it on a bigger scale. Yeah, I think it's number one just because I had the most fun with it because I played it right after I played 3D World. And 3D World was fun, but yeah, it was Bowser's Fury though. I've only played it for like 30 minutes. I need to actually sit down and beat it but it doesn't take long. Actually, maybe I'll just do that for my. Yeah, maybe I'll just play that for my final game for this year. Nice. 
That's one I definitely want to play on a TV because it does look graphically looks phenomenal. Even in handheld mode, I'm like, this looks good. All right, so I'm I'm gonna play Uncharted, and you're gonna play <laughs> Bowser's Fury. Nice. All right, what about uh, what about movies? I don't have many. From here on out, I just kind of did like one favorite for everything else. Yeah, but... I'll I'll keep mine shorter. Um, okay, I won't talk about. It. I only have a five for everything else, pretty much. So, so for movies for me this year, so I have two. The first one is obviously Halloween Ends. First time, I really didn't care for it, but upon a second and third rewatch, I think I actually ended up watching it four times. Whoa! I've 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 grown to to love it for what it is, and I've come to accept it into into part of the story, into part of the franchise. Nice. But really, my favorite movie of the year. It was Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> <laughs> Sleepaway Camp continues to, you know, the quotables from that movie continue to live in my head rent-free. <laughs> <laughs> I think about that movie at least three to four times a week. And uh, <laughs> I'm still uh, <laughs> I'm still waiting on you to agree to do the, the Sleepaway Camp Part 2 episode. One day. One day I'll have to actually finish uh, Sleepaway Camp 2. I'm right at the end, so it's not <laughs> it's not even, like, a big deal. It's pro- I'll probably have to watch, like, ten minutes. <laughs> but I was just like, I stopped for some reason and then haven't been able to get back into it. All right, so I, what about you? I have four. Well, technically okay. five, I guess. Halloween ends right. is five. I didn't watch a lot of movies. I was too busy playing video games, apparently. Four is Rocky Horror Picture Show from 1975. It was the first, this year is the first time I've watched it in its entirety. And it was good. Meatloaf is, Meatloaf has the best part of the movie. He sings about hot patooties and rides his his motorcycle. It's a good time. He plays saxophone. Three is House from 1973. It's a Japanese horror comedy. Just a wild movie. Number two is Sleepaway Camp, 1983. Yeah. We've discussed at length uh, Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, we did a, a two-hour episode on that. Number <laughs> one is Barbarian from 2022. Nice. Barbarian rules. Anyone who hasn't seen it, you should watch it. It's, <laughs> I, I haven't it seen is, it yet. <laughs> it is, in parts, it is legit terrifying. Really? And then in other parts, it's, it's really hilarious. Yeah, it's really, really good. And it's about, uh, the story takes place in Detroit. And parts of it were filmed in Michigan. It's on Netflix now, isn't it? Uh, it's on HBO Max, Hulu... I knew it was on something. Amazon Prime. Yeah. Just I'm never I'm never going to Amazon Prime to stream anything. <laughs> never again. <laughs> Ever again. All right. That's our All movies. Right. What about uh about podcasts? Oh man, this one's tough because podcasts are usually my bread and butter. That's what I probably consume the most of. But I don't know if it's because we're now doing a podcast, but I've I've slowed down a lot. I've really listened to many this year. Yeah, I found myself after reevaluating and, you know, looking back at the year, I realized that I didn't listen to a lot of music or watch a lot of movies. I did play a lot of video games, but I think that's partly because we were doing the podcast and I was kind of yeah. focused on that. So is it is it cheap for us to say that our favorite podcast was Nerds Collide. I put it as my number three favorite, my number four favorite podcast. <laughs> just, just because. Oh my God. All right. So hold on. Let me, let me pull up my podcast app again. Let's see. I'd probably have to say Busted Open. Oh, okay. Which is um actually that was a show. Ray Dudley. Yeah, it's actually a show on on Sirius XM, but they were they released a condensed version as a podcast every day. 
and you know the past few months you know the world of wrestling kind of turned on its head with Vince McMahon stepping down so I've kind of been been getting back into wrestling not really like I'm not watching Raw or Smackdown but kind of keeping up yeah keeping up with the storylines I watched Survivor Series like from beginning to end and I'll probably watch the next pay-per-view which is I don't know what the next pay-per-view is they're teasing stuff for Royal Rumble already which I guess makes that, sense. Yeah, next yeah. Month. Probably Royal Rumble is always a good time. <laughs> Royal Rumble is the only match I find where people who don't really like wrestling like. Yeah, because because it is so chaotic. Um, yeah, just just a good match. When it's when it's good, it's really good. But when it's bad, some, <laughs> you got some stinkers in there though. I guess that's the same of you can say that about everything. So, yeah, busted open. That I mean, that's the only wrestling podcast I listen to. So I only have four. Number four is Nerds Collide because <laughs> <laughs> I'm biased. <laughs> My number three is a uh, Foley is Pod, which is a podcast featuring Mick Foley. Uh, better known as Mankind. That one's cool. A lot of it is kind of... A big turnoff in that one for me is it has ads. Yeah, you know, uh, that never bothers me. I don't I don't like them. Um, but it's good. Mick Foley's... Mick Foley is good. Um, number I've two... I've always liked... Oh, oh no, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I've always really liked um, Stone Cold's podcast, too. He's done a few different ones. Oh, yeah. And then he was doing them on WWE Network there for a while, too. Yeah, he's a... I love listening to Stone Cold talk because he's just this, you know, southern dude who's... He also, like, breathes a lot when he's talking, (laughs) too, so he's just... He's like... He's like, Travis... (laughs) Travis wants to know... How I'm going to stunner his ass tonight. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Stone Cold's got to be up there with one of the most, like, universally loved people. Yeah. Yeah, Stone Cold's good. My number two is the Kit and Krista podcast, hosted by former Nintendo employees Kit and Krista. They used to do a show called Nintendo Minute. They're just nice people, and I like listening to them. Although... One of them doesn't like Sonic a whole lot, but I guess Sonic does kind of suck now, so I get it. But, yeah, they're just nice people to listen to. And my number one is the same as it was last year. It was Into the Aether, uh, even though I haven't been listening to it a lot recently. But Into the Aether is probably the reason why I'm doing this right now, so I couldn't discount it. I couldn't discredit it. What else you got? I actually just I actually just added that uh McFoley podcast to my library. I'm gonna check that out. It is kind of McFoley rambling, so be prepared for that. Kind of oh. gets kind of goes on <laughs> tangents a little bit. Not not necessarily like bad tangents, but he kind of he gets asked a question about something and kind of go the his train of thought starts there and then just kind of goes off yeah. into everything else and then they have they have to, you know, wind them back in, but <laughs> it's good. I like it. All right. So, uh, what about favorite shows or series? I didn't watch a whole lot of series that came out this year, but just off the top of my head, um, um, Midnight Mass would be one, one of my top ones, and Stranger Things four is number one. Even though it has it has uh issues with narrative, I love that show a lot, so it's number one. I'm a little disappointed that uh that this wasn't on your list. Because we actually watched it together. We did three episodes about it. Oh my god, I forgot that came out this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so my favorite that's yeah, that's my on favorite. my that's on my list too. That's probably number two actually. Yeah my favorite my favorite series this year was Obi Wan Kenobi. I totally forgot they came out this year. It it seems like so long ago, doesn't it? 
He really does. But yeah, that, that series is wonderful. I don't know if it's just because it's been so long since I've watched it, but I really don't remember anything that I didn't like about it. I'm sure there were a few things, but... If you want to find out what you didn't like about it, go back and listen to our three episodes <laughs> about the series Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Going back and listening to your old episodes to remember your opinion is weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... um. Did you watch any documentaries this year? I did not. Oh, oh wait, I did. I watched one. Okay. Um, so I guess that would be your favorite. Cause it would be my favorite. <laughs> I guess I watched more than that, but I can't really remember. Well, anyway, I guess uh, my favorite documentary of the year is Filmage, the, the, Sto- the Story of the Descendants and All, which is a musical documentary. About the punk rock bands, The Descendants nice. and all. I'm not a huge fan of either of those bands, but it was an interesting watch, and it it was it was a nice watch. It was cool to view their history, and it has a lot of other musical. Has a lot of interviews with musicians that I really look up to, and they had a lot of nice things to say about both of those bands. So, and it got me to listen to more of those two so it was good i liked it okay so originally when i did my notes for this episode i just put one like favorite for each topic but i i just went back and like i looked at all the documentaries i watched this year so i can come up with the top five yeah do it all right so for me for number five it's gonna be wrinkles the clown on hulu Oh, yeah, you talked about that. Yeah, that one, it, it's weird. <laughs> it's just weird. It, it's really weird, really disturbing, and, uh, yeah, not, not, not everyone should have kids. <laughs> yeah, I'm remembering it more now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's what that movie's about. Yep. Or a documentary, I should say. So, uh, my number four is actually, I don't know if it really counts as a documentary. It's more of a series that HBO does called Hard Knocks. But it's basically a documentary. So, every every preseason, they follow a a football team. And they kind of, like, they document the training camp. So, this year, they actually did the Detroit Lions. And I'm a huge Detroit Lion fan. So this is actually the first time I've ever watched Hard Knocks because I just I really wasn't interested in watching it about another football team. Right. In twenty twenty one, I kind of like I kind of stepped back a little bit from like being a diehard Lions fan. I was like, you know, I wanna I wanna root for Matthew Stafford. He got traded to the Rams, and they they looked like they actually had a chance to to win the Super Bowl. And you know, after he was the quarterback for the Lions for so many years. It was nice to see him finally have an opportunity to be on a team that actually do something, and they actually ended up winning the Super Bowl. That was a nice. That was a nice moment. Yeah. So, you know, for twenty twenty one, you know, like I still liked the Lions, but I really wasn't paying attention to them too much. And then, um, but yeah, this year I watched Hard Knocks, and man, there's something about their head coach. <laughs> have you ever like watched like one of his interviews? Yeah, he seems really off the wall, like in a good way. But <laughs> yeah, but he's like, he's one of them coaches where he just seems like the players who played for him will run through a brick wall for him. Yeah. He, he's just like one of those guys. And you know, it's really cool too, because the Lions are actually playing really well this year. Yeah, playoffs, baby. Maybe, yeah. At the time of this recording, the Lions started off the, the 2022 season. It's one is. One and six. And then they've won six of the last five games. Look, I'm not I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say anything, but just We're not gonna talk about it. Like they don't talk about Bruno. Just keep your hopes in check. <laughs> Alright? That's all I'm gonna say. No man, I <laughs> What's that uh what's that show? It's a scene in a, sh- in a show or a movie. I can't think about it, but the guy's like, yep, no doubt about it. I'm ready ready to get oh, my heart broken again. Oh, it's The Office, again. right? 
Yes, The Office. I don't know why I couldn't think of it. Yes, The Office. <laughs> that's me every year with the Lions. Yep, I'm ready to get my heart broken again. Yeah, that's a really good meme. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go ahead. What else you got? Okay, so for my number three, the last blockbuster. Oh, nice. Yeah, it. I didn't know there were any blockbusters left. And, you know, the video rental store is one of the most, like, nostalgic things, I think, for people around our age. And, you know, it sucks that they're not around anymore. But, um, yeah, it was just, it was interesting to, to kind of, like, <laughs> actually see a blockbuster, like, up and running. Yeah, the day-to-day operations of a franchise that barely exists. <laughs> and you, it's kind of sad because, like, the last time you were in Blockbuster, you didn't know it was going to be your last time in Blockbuster. <laughs> Do you remember when your last time you were in a Blockbuster? It was really late, like 2006 or something like that. I don't remember what I rented, but so I, fashioned, I. I fashioned myself as more of a Hollywood video man myself. Mm. Um, I've only been in Hollywood video a handful of times. I used to work across the street from him, and my brother used to work at the game store associated with Hollywood Video, Game Crazy. So I forgot about Game Crazy. I spent a lot of my teenage years in Hollywood videos, and, you know, through association because of Game Crazy. Hollywood Video, that was just a Michigan chain, wasn't it? I think so. That's what, yeah. But, uh, yeah, and, um... I got I got more to say about Blockbuster in another episode. So my number two is Adjust Your Tracking, The Untold Story of the VHS Collector. Oh, yeah. I remember you talking about that. Yeah, this was one of my favorites uh, a few months ago when I kind of went on that binge of documentaries. Right along with, like, the nostalgia of the video rental store, the nostalgia of the, the VHS tape and the VHS player. And, you know, I... I knew that there were people out there that collected like VHS tapes, but to see some of the people's collections that they had was just insane. And then my number one, which was going to be the only one I was going to talk about, is The Last Breath on Netflix, which I think it, I talked about it a lot in the in one of our episodes, but it's basically about these deep sea divers, you know, where they drill oil out of the bottom of the sea. And, you know, the deep sea divers, they go down there, to uh to service or to do maintenance or whatever and one of the guys gets stuck down there and it's just an amazing story. Yeah, I guessed it would be your number one. That was that was the most memorable documentary that you talked about for sure. Not yeah. that any of them were unmemorable, but that was the top for me. Yeah. That was one where I was like, ooh, that sounds good. I'm gonna watch that. And then spoiler, I didn't watch that. <laughs> but one day (laughs) yeah so what about music do you have any did you have any favorite albums or favorite songs for the year i didn't really honestly get into a lot of music this year like i said i listened to the band the descendants more and got into the replacements kind of like a late or mid 80s mid to late 80s well i guess they started in the early 80s an 80s rock band, they started out as kind of more punk rock and then drifted to more alternative kind of adult, like college radio sound, I guess. They're the inspiration for a lot of the future 90s rock bands. Um, they're good. I like them. And then uh, the ska band called Catbite from Philadelphia. They're really good. That was pretty much the only records that I could think of were... I was like, I listened to this a lot this year. Or bands, I should say, that I listened to a lot. As far as songs go, there's probably too many. But, like I said, they weren't from... I didn't necessarily listen to albums by the bands of songs that I really was into this year. This year was more of kind of a uh, a cozy year where I listened to old favorites and... When I did explore, I didn't go too far out. It was just a song here, a song there. <laughs> <laughs> I will give shout out. I will give a shout out to uh, Lumeria. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Pants by Lumeria uh, is a good song, which my girlfriend actually introduced me to. So, 
Shout out to my girlfriend for having good music taste. That sounded sarcastic. I was being genuine. <laughs> Besides documentaries, music is probably the thing I consumed most this year. For one, I I really got deep into R&B this year, really starting last year and just kind of like moving forward on to this year. And a lot of good R&B came out this year. Oh, nice. So I think for my my favorite song is probably Survive the Night by Chris Brown. He had an album come out, I think, in June. And that was a really good album, but that was by far my favorite song off the album. But I think my favorite album overall is album called Heart on My Sleeve by LMA. This one is it was like one of them cases where you you discover an artist or you like you you hear not discover but you start listening to them for the first time and then it, like as soon as like you get into them they got a new album coming out. Yeah, like, that's exciting. like right then. Yeah. So that that's kind of like what this was. And it's funny because I don't I think I I heard a podcast or I listened to a a podcast where they were like she came up when I was like okay well I've been listening to a lot of R&B let me go you know see if this is any good and I listened to the album and I realized it was the album that my fiance had been listening to for, for years but like it was just like I heard it but I wasn't listening right and it was funny cuz like now now I'm hearing this album in a completely different light yeah and then right after that, she had her sophomore album come out. And, you know, a lot of people, like, a lot of people didn't like it, but I, I thought it was amazing. So some of my favorites from the album um, were Hide, Power of a Woman, and Sink or Swim. So yeah, uh, that's music. Also, uh, SZA just dropped her new album, S.O.S. And... Oh yeah, I keep seeing ads for that, I think. Yeah, that that album is really good. Only critique is a little bit on the long side. I think it's like 23 songs. What are you doing? What are you doing, SZA? Yeah, so, you got anything else? I'm pretty tapped out, I think. Yeah. Things I really like this year. Yeah, it's weird to to look back like, damn, I, (laughs) I didn't do as much as I thought. I guess that segues into, uh... The natural, it naturally progresses to anything you want to do in 2023, like, maybe, I know for me, I want to watch more movies, like, current movies, and I also want to listen to more music. For me, it's um, falling back in love with reading, and finding the, or actually, not even finding the time, because sometimes I'll have the time, and I just, I don't know. So more so taking taking the time yeah taking advantage of the time to read and actually like sit down and read the problem is is every time i do read i just end up falling asleep because you know my daughter's fully mobile now oh yeah so you know gotta chase after her (laughs) yeah she gets tuckered out and then you do too yeah and then and then we (laughs) and then we both have a good night's sleep i will say that in 2023 i will read one i will read one book it's time to read a fucking book. <laughs> For the love of God. Yeah, man, you gotta do it. You, you gotta finish The Haunting of Hill House. It's still in my backpack. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you buy a... Uh, what was it? What book did I recommend? I oh, recommend- <laughs> uh, it was like really early in the in the year. Um, 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 what was it? What was it? Uh, Bird Box, right? Bird Box, yes. I did buy it. Nice. I'll I'll read that this year. I'm going to read one book and maybe more. Yeah, I just, uh, I don't know, man. I got to, it's going to start like drinking five-hour energies before I read. (laughs) No going to sleep. (laughs) Yeah, man. Uh, 2023, just read more. I would like to play more video games. I'd like to do more everything, honestly. Yeah. Wish there was just more hours in the day, but, you know. And I gotta play that GameCube I bought, too. Gotta play the GameCube. What are you doing? <laughs> You're talking about playing Uncharted. I am. I'm gonna plug that up. I, don't, I might not play it tonight, but I'm gonna plug my PS4 up. Gotta play the GameCube. 
I guess I could. I might could. Might, might could not. Might could maybe not. <laughs> might might could maybe. Yeah, so that was our 2022. Each of our respective 2022s. Yeah, kind of a, kind of a year-end wrap-up at the beginning of the year. Yeah, now moving forward, we can focus on the year. In closing, I just want to say, you know, a big thing we did this year, obviously, was start this podcast. And yeah. uh, I know I, we're ending the, <laughs> going to end this episode the same as last and be all sentimental and mushy about <laughs> our experience. But uh, again, I just want to thank you, Travis, for, you know, forcing me to do this, for pulling my arm. <laughs> Get, and, uh, get over here. Get over here. Buy a microphone. <laughs> Buy a microphone. We're going to talk about some shit. <laughs> yeah, one day, one day we'll come in here. We'll kind of chronicle <laughs> the entire story of how we got here. But yeah, I just want to thank you. I want to thank all all the people who listen consistently. It's a shock to me that anyone listens to this because I just kind of ramble and then I make terrible jokes that uh, Travis half the time just kind of ignores and moves on from, <laughs> which... <laughs> which I appreciate because it keeps us on on task. <laughs> on task, on time, on target. <laughs> but uh yeah. So anyone who listens to this show consistently, thank you so much. And Yeah, we're we're getting pretty close to 500 downloads. Damn. Look at us. Yeah. How, how many of them do you think is us though? <laughs> None. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I think I got about seven of them. <laughs> I got about seven. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, thank you. Uh, also, you know, you could have said no. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. <laughs> yeah, man. It, it, it's it been fun. I think we've, you know, we've certainly gotten a lot better. There's still a lot of room for us to grow. Yeah. I'm still kind of riding off the, the five weeks of Halloween high. The fact that we pulled that off to me was amazing. That's true. A lot to be, uh, a lot to celebrate. We had our ups and downs for the show. Honestly, more ups than downs, though. Yeah. So, 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 what do you think was your favorite episode that we did? I guess we can we can do this, make this a yearly thing. At the end of the year, we can talk about what our favorite episode was. Honestly, probably the sleepaway camp episode. Yeah, I agree. I agree, hundred percent. I think that was the first time I felt like listening back to it. I felt it was a good episode and it wasn't a biased opinion. It, there was no bias of like, yeah, I like it because we're doing it. This was like, I I think I would like this regardless. Yeah. I think for me, my my favorite part about that episode was actually like recording it. It was like we were having such a good time. I forgot we were recording a podcast. It was yeah. like we were just talking about the movie and we happened to be recording it. It didn't. It just, yeah. And then listening back to it, I, I think that, I think it shows. Um, th- I think the Halloween Ends episode is up there too, yeah. honestly. I think that was, anytime we get a really good movie or a really crappy movie to talk about, I think that's where, I think that's where we shine. Yeah, when we have a focus, um, I think the episodes come out better. And not so, to say that when we kind of like spitball, I think it's fine too. It's a mixed bag. <laughs> I promise we'll get better in 2023. Well, listen, man, once once we're in once we're in the air buddies, you know, we'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, once we once we review all the Airbud movies and we get so many new followers um and subscribers cuz everyone wants who doesn't want two white guys to review the Airbud franchise, am I right? Right. <laughs> who doesn't want that? I don't think anyone wants it, actually. <laughs> I'm going to post on Reddit. Does anyone want review, a detailed review of the Airbud franchise? Are we sure there's not already an Airbud podcast? Okay, so for like the third time, let's Google this in real time. Man, there better not fucking be. Airbud podcast. Oh shit. Uh-oh. Oh shit. Damn it. What? There's an Airbud podcast. No fucking way. Yep, it's called On Airbuds. The description is a doom to fail niche podcast. 
born from one night of drunken passion. <laughs> we review AirPod movies. I'm gonna I'm gonna add this to my library. I'm gonna check these guys out because how the fuck does that exist? So it seems like the oh it says from the creators and hosts of the Saturday morning cartoon podcast. So it sounds like it's a similar situation to us. We have a podcast talking about something else. Somehow Airbud comes. <laughs> Damn, that was going to be our path to glory. I mean, we could still do it. I mean, there's like 30 episodes about everything. There's only one about Airbud. Oh, yeah, that's true. I'm going to get on Canva tonight. I'm going to start working on the artwork. I'm going <clears> to <throat> fucking do this, man. That is kind of cool how the two guys, their logo, the two guys' faces is kind of like Buddy's ears. Never mind. So, yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, check out our social medias. Got We got Twitter. We got Instagram. We got TikTok. We do. I swear to God, we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find those at Nerds Collide Pod. Again, thank you for listening. I hope everyone uh, had a good 2022, and I hope you reflect on it with warm thoughts. I hope everything in your life is great, and I hope it continues to stay great. And uh, Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah, Happy New Year, guys. And hopefully you stick with us in 2023, and we get better, and we get that Airbud money, <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> One last time, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. And just remember, the term nerd is rated E for everyone. Find your passion, embrace it, and be the nerd that you are. Bye. Bye.